I'm speaking about next level faith. Everybody say it with me. Next level faith. And I want to read from Luke chapter 8, starting there in verse 41. And we're going to focus on the woman with the flow of blood that would not stop. Now, before that story, we read in verse 41, And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house, for he had only one daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitudes thronged him. Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all her living on physicians, could not be healed by any, came behind and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her flow of blood stopped. Now Jesus said... Who touched me? And when all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes are thronging you and pressing in upon you, and you say, Who touched me? Evidently, there were many people trying to touch and were touching Jesus. But there was something different about the touch of this woman who touched the border of his garment, who had an issue or a flow of blood for 12 years and could not be healed. So Jesus responded to Peter and said, Somebody touched me, for I perceive, everybody say this with me, power going out from me. And by the way, my notes are uh, out in the lobby as you come in. If you're brand new, we have three ring binders for you to keep notes. And I produce notes with fill in the blanks, so it's very easy for you to keep up. But it's good for you in your discipleship and in your growth uh, and the growth of your faith to not only hear the Word of God and to see it, but also to write it down. So thank you for picking those up and using those. They're tools for you. Jesus said, I perceive power going out from me. So it was still happening. There was just not a touch and then the flow just stopped. It was still happening. It's going out from me. Now the woman, when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith, everybody say your faith. Your faith. Everybody look at somebody next to you and say, your faith. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this next 20, 30 minutes or so, and then the prayer that will flow afterward. Lord, some are here for healing. Some are here to be touched by you. Some are here for answers. 
Some are needing encouragement, and they've already received it. But you know every heart, Lord, very, very well, and I thank you that you're already answering, and the power of God is present to heal, to save, to deliver, and to fill with the Holy Spirit. We give you thanks for it all. In the strong and matchless name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen. So this woman, we don't know much about her up until this time. There's no uh, you know, written record of who she is, what her name was, or where she came from. However, this story is amazing. It intrigues me so much. And when talking about next-level faith, you have to understand uh, where this woman was. She, no question, lived in silent desperation day after day. She was trying to hide her pain, hide the, the problem, trying to put on a good air, you know, and that's courage. That's a good thing. People press through pain. They go through hardship and they keep smiling. They don't want, you know, people to worry about them, whatever. She was suffering inwardly and there was great desperation day after day. I mean, 12 years. Imagine that. Think 12 years back. It's, it's 2020. I had to think there for a minute. It's 2020. Think back to 2010. How long that is. Some of us can't even remember 2010. I don't know what happened there. I probably, I know I was in this pulpit right here. That's for sure. But this woman lived day after day in desperation with a life threatening disease. And without question, she was exhausted. I mean, pain will exhaust you. Problems will exhaust you. Emotionally, physically, they will exhaust you. Financially, she was drained. So she's feeling all of this pressure on her life, and and she is diminishing. How many know that the devil, he is... He is endeavoring to discourage you on every front, in everything you do. And if he can destroy your life, he will. But for the grace of God, all of us are here and all of us are praising God. We all have a measure of faith that we're growing. And thanks be to God that we can can come into a place like this and feel the presence of God. But this woman was very desperate. And some of you may feel a little desperate in what you're believing God for. Maybe you've prayed about it. Nothing has happened. Uh, over the years, we had a young man um, uh, here one Sunday morning. He had had migraines his whole life, ever since he could uh, remember. And his name is Lucas. And Lucas and Kayla are part of our, our church. They have children in children's church. I don't know if Lucas is here. Lucas, are you here? But some of you remember the story of sitting right back there about the time that we were closing, and I was, I was praying, and all of his life, he said, God, I just don't know if I even believe in you. You know, he had never given his life to Jesus. He had these migraines. He was taking medicine. He was so discouraged. The medicine was making him feel worse and worse, his stomach. The doctor said, uh, as the migraines increased, even through the medicine, he thought to himself, I don't know what to do. His, he was coming to church just because his wife was coming like a good husband should. Somebody say amen. 
and because his children needed to see that, but he really wasn't having it. He wasn't believing anything, and it was just getting worse and worse. And finally, his doctor said, well, you need to increase your medicine, and it just broke him. It was so tragic in his heart. He told me several weeks later after the Lord healed him sitting right back here. But I'll never forget it. It was, it was one Sunday morning. People were just coming back from all the shutdown. And Lucas is, is sitting there and he's feeling this migraine. He's feeling the pain of it. And the, the stomach is tore up. And he, and, you know, he had said this many times. But this time he said, Lord, if you are real. And about time that he said, if you are real, the Lord touched him right where he sat. Nobody touched him except for Jesus, and the migraine went away. Somebody say amen. He didn't tell his wife. He didn't tell anybody. He told Kayla a couple days later. I think I got the story right. And, you know, he's like, I can't believe this. I don't need the medicine. I don't have the migraine. Jesus touched him. And finally, Kayla led him to Jesus, and he gave his heart to the Lord. Somebody say amen. That's what Jesus does. And we want to see more of it. Amen. Amen. I love what Jesus said to her. And I want to concentrate on these words. Because this is the result of next level faith. This is the the result of you taking your faith and pressing through the problems, the exhaustion, and saying, you know what, devil, you're not going to discourage me anymore. You're not going to misrepresent God to me anymore. I'm going to believe God no matter how I feel. I'm going to press through all of the problems, all of the discouragement in my finances, in relationships, whatever is the discouraging part that the enemy is trying to put on you to keep you from really serving God. You're going to say, by the time this series is over, God, I am not backing down. I am not giving up. I am going to press in to the fullness of my healing and healing for others and deliverance for others. But I love this, what he says to this woman. This is the result of next level faith, just not healing. Daughter, be of good cheer. Everybody say amen. Because this is where God is taking you. There are things that depress you, worry you, cause you to fret, cause you all kinds of anxiety. Jesus said to her, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. Now, that's Jesus. You know, I wish, you know, I could just kind of lay my hands on everybody and everybody would be healed. But that is not how it is altogether. It takes our faith. Jesus didn't even lay hands on this woman. So Jesus saying to her, this is what he's saying. He says, you are not alone. And he calls her daughter. You are a daughter of the Most High God. He cares about you. He's aware of what's happening. Now, she had to press through 12 years of this. But she finally heard those words, daughter. And that is something very special. Carla, where's Carla at? There's Carla. God bless you, Carla. She, she runs our healing rooms. And she's, her and Bob have been serving in the healing rooms for many years. And many of you have served with them very faithfully. Come on, give God praise. So Carla 
And we just put her testimony up on the miracle wall. Hallelujah. Isn't that that just so special? I just love what Jesus does. Hallelujah. I love what he does. But Carla, uh, and she's been a longtime member serving this community in the healing rooms ministry. She was suffering with severe vertigo. Severe vertigo is like you, it's, you just become dizzy and you can't, you can't hardly stand up. Uh, but one Sunday, somebody say amen. One Sunday, there's something very special about when God's people gather. What is it? Jesus is in the midst. See, we're not here to just put on religious, you know, kind of contemporary services so that you know, everyone feels cool. I am the opposite of cool in this shirt right now. Hallelujah. I just blew that out of the water right now. But we're here because Jesus wants you to be touched, you to be encouraged, you to have a life, a future, you hearing son, daughter, be of good cheer. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, no matter what is happening in your life, be of good cheer. So Carla comes for prayer. She's suffering with vertigo. And I don't know who prayed for you. Oh, was it me? I didn't know that. Hallelujah. But Jesus answers prayer, doesn't he? He answers prayer. Praise be to God. And so she's healed. Stand up, Carla. You're not dizzy anymore. Hallelujah. Somebody give Jesus a hand for touching our dear sister. Jesus was saying to this woman, you don't have to be sick anymore. You don't have to be sad anymore. You don't have to be hopeless anymore. The devil, the reports, all of it will call, it will haunt people. How many understand God wants us to speak the right thing, the promises? He wants me to speak promises over my own life. I shared that last week in my message. This is a third in a series of messages. But I talked about speaking to those things that are not as though they were. So if you're suffering or there's a mountain in front of you or a fig tree like Jesus, he gave the object lesson to speak to it. Listen, that's what I believe he wants us to do. And that's what we see all through the scripture, just not from Jesus, but from other precious saints of God and leaders in the house of God. So daughter, be of good cheer. You don't have to be harassed and haunted by the sickness, the sadness anymore. Jesus was saying to her, your faith, and listen to this, your tenacity, your never take no for an answer kind of faith is what is needed. Can I say that again? Never take no. When God has a promise for you, never take no for an answer. Somebody say amen. So, is that, the, is that the kind of next level faith he wants for us? I think so. Daughter, be of good cheer. When there's desperate situations, when there's problems that arise. I mean, last night we get a call. We were supposed to do a bonfire over my dad's. We did a bonfire. We, we had s'mores. Hallelujah. How many love s'mores? I love s'mores. Just can't eat a whole lot of them. But, but my son, his little daughter, my granddaughter, was not feeling well. She threw up. She's like one and a half. And, you know, as soon as you hear stuff like that, it's like, you know, you just want to go after the devil. 
How many understand you don't want to wring your hands, you want to go after the devil. You go after him. Devil, you're not going to touch little Eva. Eva is healed by the power of God. You have to take your hand off of her. Well, we called him a few hours later, and she was fine. Somebody say amen. Now, maybe it may have been she's cutting eye teeth. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. But, you know, we speak to those situations, those problems, those ailments for God to turn it around. For 25 years, Debbie, right here, Debbie, wave at us, 25 years, and her, her uh, testimony went up on the miracle wall this week. It's over on the other side. It's, it's, we're going to wrap those all the way around. I don't know how many we're going to have, but I say let's just fill it up. We just started this uh, this year. Imagine if we had all the testimonies from 18 years ago, how many we would have. And, uh, you know, we thought, you know, God, we just want everything to glorify you. We sat in our staff meeting and we thought, how can we bring glory to God? You know, I don't want us to just advertise our church, you know, the smoke and the lights. We don't have any hazers. Hallelujah. We want the real glory in this house. Somebody say Amen. I don't, want, I don't want the glory to show up, and we don't even know that it's here because we've got hazers running all over the place. I'm serious about that. I'm old school, man. This shirt may not say I'm old school, but I'm old school. Come on. But Debbie, she suffered for 25 years. She suffered with insomnia. Now, if any of you know about insomnia, that's a real problem. For you to function well, to be at your best every day, that's a problem. you got to get a good night's sleep. Look at your neighbor say, I speak sleep over you, and you're supposed to sleep. No more worrying. No more fretting. No. You sleep in peace. The Lord gives his servant sweet sleep. Amen. He gives his children sleep. Amen. But bless her heart, she suffered. And... Right here with Curtis, I think uh, a few of you were here, and Lori were here, was here. I just thank God for, for our new inner healing ministry that's breaking out right now in this place. You went through kind of some inner healing, and that night you went home, and you got, you got prayer for that. And when you went home, you slept like a baby. And you told Keith, I slept like a babe. No, you didn't say that, but you slept like a... Come on, somebody give Jesus praise. Why am I telling you this? Jesus is wanting people to know that they are loved. You are his daughter. You are his son. Be of good cheer. Everybody say, be of good cheer. That's all. We're just right there. Be of good cheer. I'm not going any... I got a few points at the end, and I'm going to do rapid fire. But I'm, I'm teaching you about what next level faith produces. It produces joy in our life. And some of you are waiting on God. Some of you are hoping. Some of you are praying. I mean, no, it's okay to hope. But base your hope upon the Word of God. Put your faith in the healing power of Jesus, in the provision of Almighty God. Somebody say amen. See, Jesus is saying to you, you can have the peace of God. You can have the joy of the Lord. And some of you have learned how to walk when you're praying and believing in the peace and in the joy. Not worry. Jesus said, go in peace. Not worry. Not uncertainty. Not exhaustion. Not lack. Not desperation. Not depression. This is why the Father wants you to live by faith. 
to take your faith to a whole new level, just not believing in God, and that's the bedrock. That's, that's what saves us. That's what gives us eternal life, our faith in Jesus. It's the bedrock. It's where everything begins. But all he wants us to take our faith to the next level of working with him to bring his kingdom and his power and his anointing and his favor and the message of hope to people who have no hope. It's called the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, next level faith opens the Father's heart like nothing else does. This, this woman pressed in and touched Jesus. When everyone else was touching him, Jesus felt something come out of him, and it was the virtue and power of God. And, and he experienced something that he had never experienced before. That is this woman touching him and the power of God being drawn upon. How many know you can draw upon the power of God? Look at your neighbor and say, you can draw on the power of God. You can draw the power of God. Woo, hallelujah. I'm about ready to shout right now. She pulled on the power of God from her spirit. Yes, it was out of desperation. Yes, but sometimes those things aren't bad when they, when they push us into the presence of God. Your faith not only draws on the power of God for miracles, it opens the door for you to enter next level joy as well. Be of good cheer, he said to her. I mean, that's why I was saying, you got to see Jesus with a smile on. He's not standing there, well, I'm going to make sure that, you know, they really learned their lesson. No, he's not saying that the devil wants you to suffer. Jesus wants to bring, how many know you got to, you got to spank, you got to spank the devil. You got to get him out of your life. You got to tell him, devil, you are not going to have any part of my being. It belongs to God. Tara just sung about that. Come on. During our 21 days of fasting and prayer to begin the year, Anne, uh, Anne Flandemar, are, is Anne here? Anne's not here. Oh, there you are, Anne. Are you hiding? You're not hiding. Her and Brian are there, great members of this church, wonderful people. How long have you been coming here, Anne and Brian? Two years, praise God. Well, during our 21 days of fasting, Anne, if I, get, if, I, if I mess this up, please forgive me. But you had like a diagnosis. You had some tests run, some medical tests. And there were some abnormal cells or abnormal abnormalities in the test. Let's put it that way. And they didn't know what was happening. And, and you were like, it was like a gut punch. How many know the devil wants you to operate in fear and anxiety? And, and he will just bring bad news. He'll just, he'll just do something just to disrupt you. And, and all of a sudden you're shaken. Your faith is shaken. Not that that happened to Anne, but Anne, I'll never forget it during, uh, the times that we would meet here during our 21 days. Anne and Brian would come, and I'll never forget, we would pray for her almost every night. She was coming, and she was being prayed for at, when we were open. And I just felt like one night, the power of God was on her. And I said, I, I, I believe the Lord has touched you. I mean, no, you can feel things sometimes. Jesus was our example. You can feel 
virtue flowing out of you sometimes. Not all the, come on. Anne wants to testify. Come up here, girl. Hallelujah. You're a nurse too. Amen. Let's give Anne a big hand. Come on up here, Anne. This was unexpected. Thank you. Yeah, so I had um, vague symptoms with the doctor. I was in like second stage liver failure. I don't drink, don't, <laughs> I mean, boring. <laughs> anyway, I was in bad, bad shape. And Pastor Randy um, prayed for me when I was undergoing a workup for liver cancer. And I felt the power of God go through. And then it was like the next week or so, I had repeat labs and CAT scan. It was all normal. Jesus a big praise. So what am I saying? Daughter, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. That's where Jesus wants you to be. Amen. Be of good cheer. Trust him. Don't let the enemy discourage you ever. Keep trusting the Lord. See, the Father's intention and His will, His desire, is not just healing for your body, but to make you whole every way, body, soul, and spirit. The Father wants you to live by faith, to experience His love, His joy, His healing. Go in peace, He says. Simply put, the end result of next-level faith is confirmation and acceptance. That is sonship. I, I, when I was born again, I knew I was instantly saved. I knew I was his son. But there's a problem. There's a real devil, and there's real diseases, and there's real sickness, and there's real discouragement. There are real bosses that have fangs. Well, maybe not fangs, but, you know, they're meant to discourage you sometimes and just give you obstacles to overcome. Not any of you, of course, but you know what I'm saying. But this next-level faith thing, I am convinced that God wants you to experience not only sonship, but the joy of the Lord, the good cheer, the peace of God for a lifetime, just not a short-term peace, but a peace for a lifetime. And when the enemy pops up, you just, you know, those bow weevil games you hit, you know, you just hit the devil right back in the hole where he belongs. As well as healing in your body, this is the result of this wonderful place that God wants you to go, that is next level faith. So let me conclude. Everybody say, conclude, Pastor. Hallelujah. Get it done. Bring it home. Hallelujah. So let's let this woman teach us four things. Let this woman teach you four things, many things, but especially four things. Number one, everybody say number one. Next level faith will not be denied what God has already promised. It will not be denied. Say, wow, that's a big step up from where I am right now. Well, you got to start somewhere. Hallelujah. I got to deal with it too. You know, there's always something that we think is impossible that will never change, but it will change. Because you are speaking to those things that be not as though they were. You will. Not only those around you. And by the way, get people around you that will speak to those things. Like if you feel pain in your body, no devil. Out. Out. You got to go. Sickness and disease go. Pain, you have to go. 
discouragement. You have to go finances. I was praying for the healing of people's bank accounts. Hallelujah. How many know God wants to bless you in this season of lack and fear and markets crashing and all of that? God's economy is far greater than any of those things. So let this woman teach you. Her faith would not be denied. She was weak. She was struggling. She was discouraged. But she heard something about Jesus that he healed the sick, that he did miracles. And how many understand that the Lord does miracles among us? How does he do it? Uh, The book of Galatians says, by the Spirit of God, he does it. By the Spirit of, of God, he does it among us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's what he told us in the book of Galatians. So this woman is teaching us about how her faith would not be denied what she had heard Jesus did. We have a whole book full of promises from God. And how many know that the promises of God are yes and amen? So be it. They are what? Yes and what? Amen. They are what? And amen to the glory of God. Somebody say amen. That's what it says. Yes and amen. That's how you have to look at the promises of God. They are yes and amen. My wife went through uh, some, some, some things that she had been praying for and believing God for. And she, the Lord said, I'm going to heal you, but I'm going to build your faith. I'm going to build up your faith. Now, she came out of a real religious background, harsh, you know, you're always on God's, you know, in God's ledger, you're not, you're not on the good side, you know, and that kind of religious, you know, condemnation all the time, just grew up in that, and really breaking through about the goodness of God and how good God is and how he is a good, good father, and he wants to give good things. It was like tough, and then during the pandemic, during the shutdown, it was just her and God. I'll never forget it. I would walk into the room and she'd be making declarations over herself. The power of God would just hit me. I would come in through the garage. She's in the kitchen. The power of God is all in the room because she's making declarations about the goodness of God and getting all of the negative thoughts out of her mind. Somebody say amen. <clears throat> Negativity is a bad thing. I don't think, I don't think you want to dwell there. You want to dwell in the promises of God. But she would not be denied the power of God. And and the real pressing in was how good God was. was. It was her pressing into that and how he wants to bring healing. He wants to build your faith. And God touched her. And God is working in her even now. Somebody say amen. The virtue is still flowing. Number two, not only did this woman teach us that... Her faith would not be denied what God had already promised, but next level faith knows whom to seek and why. You know, I thank God for doctors. I really do. I love doctors. They have helped me over the years. Somebody say amen. And they, they have worked long and hard to learn the things that they learn, and I respect that immensely. I also, you know, some of us, you know, we don't like attorneys too well, but thank God when you need one, you're glad you have one, right? Somebody say amen. 
So don't be pointing fingers at attorneys either. Thank God for attorneys. But Jesus is my great physician. He is your great physician. He is your advocate. He is on your behalf. He is working for, uh, on your behalf to build you up and to bring the blessing of God into your life. Oh, come on. Yeah, amen. Just do it. Just do it. I'm almost done. Say, oh, thank you, Lord. I'm hungry. No, don't say that. This woman is teaching us so much. And your faith teaches people. Your faith is teaching people how to believe God. Number three, next level faith sees the divine answers when no one else sees them. People are touching Jesus. They don't even know why they're touching him. I mean, Peter is kind of questioning Jesus. And Jesus said, no, somebody's touched me. But she believed for an answer when no one else, no one else uh, understood what she was believing for. How many know God knows the secret places of your heart? You don't ever have to be discouraged. You don't ever have to be afraid. You don't ever have to think that he doesn't hear you. He is with you always. And he will heal you. He will take your emotional problems. All of us have them, wounds of the past. Heal them. But he'll also heal your body. We've had people healed of bipolar. Bipolar disease is is a very harassing thing. And fibromyalgia, so many different things. God wants to heal you. There are answers when no one else knows. God knows and God is answering. That's what next level faith, that's what she is teaching us. And finally, come on up here, Tara. I'll give you number four. And the worship team. Thank you, Lord. Next level faith, and I said this before, I'm going to say it again. It draws on the power of God. It pulls in his intervention. It lays hold of his creativity and his power in your life. What did Paul tell Timothy? He told Timothy when Timothy was doubting, when there was so much anxiety in his life, he talked to him, he spoke to him about that the love of God, about the love of God. But he said, lay hold of eternal life. How do you lay hold of the things of God? You lay hold of them right here by faith. You lay hold of the things of God by your faith. God, I believe you. I thank you for my healing. I thank you for my health. I thank you that you're restoring my finances. I thank you that you're restoring my relationships. I thank you, Lord, that you are touching me, that you're setting me up with new networks of people. I thank you, God, that you're opening doors. I thank you, Lord, that you have not left me to just try to find my way, but that you are the way maker. You are making a way for me. God, thank you that you are doing what only you can do, and I'm going to do what I can do. I can believe you. I can trust you. And I want you to stand there. Let me conclude. You've got to press through. Everybody say press through. Sometimes pain, sometimes difficulty. Press through doubts. For what you're believing God for to do in your life. It could be 
Maybe you're believing him for a spouse. Maybe it's just like, oh, I just, I don't, I don't think I'll ever find anybody. You say that. It's a secret pain. It's a secret pain. And it's like, I don't know if I'll ever get married. I don't know. And I know singles that just, they have these doubts in their lives. And it's like, no, God has the perfect one for you. Somebody say amen. I know it. I know it. Woo! Hallelujah. So draw on the power of God. You've got to lock in. Just focus on Jesus. When you get up in the morning, say, thank you, Lord, for my healing. Thank you that you're ordering my steps. Thank you, Lord, that you're bringing me into the right relationships. Thank you, Lord, that you are going before me. Thank you, Lord, that you are having your way in my life. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow you, Jesus. I'm going to live for you. I'm not going to doubt you. I'm not going to do things that are dumb anymore like I used to do. Everybody say, I used to do dumb things, but I don't do them anymore, Pastor. Hallelujah. I'm going to follow you, Jesus. This woman had physical obstacles, emotional obstacles, I mean, hurdles that would crush many of us. But they did not crush her. She was determined. Next level faith. Bring those lights down and we'll close. Paula was a member of our Life Church, Middlesbrough, Kentucky church that uh, we helped start with. Paul and Rebecca Long several years ago and they they had prayer stations like we have prayer stations we're going to open the prayer stations for you to come and be be prayed for whatever the need I'll explain them here in a moment but Paula was suffering from vertigo as well and but she had suffered a uh, hearing loss in her right ear complete hearing loss when she was a child Um, her dad was a minor or something and for some reason I don't know. It didn't just doesn't seem like a safe place for you know a child to be or close by. But there was an explosion, and it deafened her ear. I guess you know back in those days, my dad was a coal miner. Man, they just blow stuff up with dynamite all the time. I don't even know. But she suffered from hearing loss for 56 years. So she goes forward one Sunday morning. She wasn't even asking God to heal her of the hearing loss. She told the prayer station partner to pray for her because she had vertigo in her left ear, in her ear. And he said, well, which, which one, uh, which one? And uh, he, couldn't, he couldn't hear her because she had a soft voice and the music was playing maybe a little bit too loud. They have great worship there. And uh, so he goes, I'll just pray for both of your ears. And so he did. And all of a sudden, her ear pops. And, and her face just lit up. And he, she could not believe it. She could not believe what she was hearing out of her right ear. She did this. She could hear everything out of this ear. She was telling me this. We just put up her, we put up her uh, testimony on the wall too. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. And she wept. And that morning, 
in the, in the audience there, the Lord healed three deaf ears, including Paula's, and nobody other than that one man laid hands on, didn't even, wasn't even praying for her hearing to come back. But it did. Why? Because Jesus does exceeding abundantly above all that we are asking or thinking, but we have to ask and think about them. Somebody say amen. Stand with me. Every hole. 